you've marked Isaiah chapter 1 and turn to John chapter 6, I want to read you one verse in John chapter 6. Jesus had been declaring himself as the bread of life, which means that if you have a need in your life, he can supply it. And it's he and he alone, and that's what's important about our scripture. But listen to what we see in the 37th verse. And all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Listen to this last part. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Jesus himself says, whoever will come to him, he will not cast out. If you saved your spot there in the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, our title this morning will be Argue with God. I want you to listen and I want you to ponder permissions that are given. Argue with God. I didn't say arguing as in that's a negative thing. Argue. But when I say argue, we need to understand the, the, the proper context by which that's being said. Argue is going to be in the sense of to plead the case. And what I mean by that is this. If you talk to God that in a, in, a, in a court of law, you have two stories. You have one that pleads an argument, but what happens to the other side? They get to plead theirs, right? So this morning when I say argue with God, plead your case to God, but listen to God plead his case to you. So often we want to cry to God and complain to God or to talk to God. But the truth is, is that God not only wants us to talk to Him, He also wants us to listen. Isaiah 1 and 18 says this. Come now, let us reason together. The word reason is actually a Hebrew word that means to argue. Not argue like we would think where things get heated. It just simply means you stay at your side, but there's going to be two sides to that. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. A lot of people today... Want a religion that maybe is just something they think about, but not something they feel or something that they can talk to God about. This morning, I want you to know that God desires for you and for me to come and reason with Him. Let's go back to this entire first book of Isaiah that there was a, a concern that was going on. Listen to what He said in the second verse of Isaiah chapter 1. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord hath spoken, I have nourished and brought up children. But here's the problem. They've rebelled against me. Fourth verse says, A sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They have gone away backward. So the question is, if they're going to plead their case to God, God is also going to plead the case and talk back. You know, a lot of times people are willing to 
make sacrifices. They'll bring their rams, their bullets, or their goats because that's not, it's costing them maybe some money or some food of some sort. But the truth is, it's not something that they really have to do, folks. One of the hardest things that we struggle with in life is talking to God and listening to God. We want to give to God. And the truth is, I believe in giving to God. Whether it's your animals or whether it is the, the, the sacrifices that were made of the crops. I believe in giving to God. But folks, a relationship with God is not so much about what we give Him, but it's about that we talk to God and God talks to us. Can I ask you a question this morning? Do you believe that God talks to us? Yes, we do. So this morning when I say that we can argue with God, I don't mean that it's getting intense or that we're, we're, we're fussing in that sense, but it just simply means you plead your case to God, but do not think that is the end of the case that is before the court system. You also need to listen to God. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I'll tell you in a minute. Folks, God is never wrong. Man is always the liar. That's what happens in a court of law is you're, you're weighing out the evidence. Who's right is, is really a crime being committed. The truth of the matter is God is always right. So if you've got something on your heart this morning that you need to, to pour out to God, listen to what Isaiah said. Come now and let us reason together. I find it absolutely amazing that we sin against God but God gives us an invitation to come and commune and talk with Him and listen to Him. He's not saying, I'm not going to listen to you. You know, sometimes when, when people are pretty good at arguing, by the way, sometimes we might even say somebody would argue with a fence post. Let me tell you something about a fence post. A fence post is not going to talk back. You know what I do thank God today for? Is that we can talk to God and God will talk to us. God gives us answers. God gives us an understanding of the things that we have in our life. Isaiah said, come now and let us reason together. The reason that God has given an invitation is, is because He is mentioning them. In the beginning of the book of Isaiah, He said, I have done these things for you, He said, but yet you've still turned away from Me. He said, it is important that we be in harmony and sync together. Folks, you know what I believe today that is important? It is important for mankind to be in harmony and in sync with God. Not with the world or not with what the world is teaching. When I say the world and what the world's teaching, I can probably word that a little bit different. We call them trends. What's trending right now in the fashion world or trending as far as behaviors or trending as far as what kind of vehicle you may drive. Those are trends. But, but today I want you to listen. It's not important that we are in sync with the world. It is important that we are in sync with God. So God said that if you evaluate your life and you look at the situation you're in, then he said, argue with me. Which just simply means it's not an argument of a confrontation, but it means you can talk to God, but God's also going to talk to you. Come now, he said, and let us reason together. Could you imagine what it's like for the voice of God that can shake the entire earth? He can shake the heavens, folks, but God's voice in that still, small voice is speaking to people today, right now, saying, come now and let us reason together. You want to talk about an awesome invitation? An invitation for you to come and to listen to a God that can just speak things into existence. 
to come and listen to a God today that can say and let there be life and there's life that we can listen to God but God also wants to listen to you you got a case you want to plead before God if you have something today that you want to plead plead your case before God that is encouraged I encourage you to do that today for that's what Isaiah is teaching us come now and let us reason together that's what he says in the 18th verse saith the Lord Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Or they, and, and though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Because listen to the 19th verse. If ye be willing and obedient. There's a clause in there. If ye be willing and obedient. God wants us to do these things. He said, ye shall eat the good of the land. But wait a minute. Your right or your ways are going to be supreme, he said. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. This invitation allows Israel to talk. But this invitation also means that we must allow God to talk. One of my greatest fears is people are so anxious and desiring for their voice to be heard they will mute God and tell God that his is not important. Folks today, yes, I, your voice is important to God, but I believe just as important as your communing with God is that God desires to commune with us. God wants to not only uh, to talk to you, God wants to be heard. Not heard as in saying, okay, I've, I said what I need to say, I spoke my peace. You just go about your way. Folks, God wants, you to, God wants to speak to you so that you and I might adapt and change our lives so that we might come in fellowship with Him. And that's why Isaiah said, come now and let us reason together. God gives us this wonderful opportunity to come now and let us reason together. For he said, come now. Let me ask you this. When is a good time to talk to God? Can I give you my conviction? Now. Not later on or at the end of a service or tonight when you get home or maybe tomorrow when you can get out somewhere. The appropriate time to talk to God is now. But can I tell you something else I deeply believe in? When is the proper time or the correct time to listen to God? Now. Now, folks, now is the time that we talk to God and we listen to God. Not when we say, well, if this gets any worse, I want to talk to God. Folks, I'm praying today that your heart is tender, that God is not only listening to you, but you are speaking to God and we are listening to God and talking to God so that we might come now and let us reason together listen to what God said he said come he's not telling you to go or to get or, or, or to head in another direction folks God is drawing us in a direction toward him why because by our nature are we drawn to God or away from God you can answer that one by your nature are you drawn to God or are you drawn away from God I'll tell you how I am by my human nature, folks, our sinfulness is drawn away from God. That's why we need the Holy Spirit that turns us and draws us closer to God. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit in our life that we are drawn closer to Him. Come now and let us reason together. How long do we need to put off getting saved? Let me read to you, if I can, the book of Hebrews chapter 7. 
Turn over to the book of Hebrews chapter 7 for just a minute. God wants to save, and God wants to save you now. Hebrews chapter 7, and let me read to you if I can, the 25th verse. Wherefore, he is able also, listen to what he said, he is able, he is able also to save to them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Folks, today, you know what I read when I read in that verse right there? Who has the power? Who has the authority? Today, who can save a soul? Listen to what he, we realize. There's only one that can. He says, wherefore, he is able to save the uttermost unto them by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For he talks about he is able. What's the very best that you have that you can give to God? Isaiah tells us, I believe in the 64th chapter of Isaiah, he said that our works are nothing but filthy rags. The very best that we have to offer God is not very much. L let me put that in our, our Isaiah 1 and 18 terms. Folks, our argument to God is pretty weak. Our argument to God of what good that we have inside of us is pretty weak. But I'll tell you this, if there's good inside of you today, it's not because you were born with it, it's because God gave it to you. Folks, the good that's inside of us is the blood of Jesus Christ. If you do not have the blood of Jesus Christ, we may live a good life, we may do the good deeds, but we don't have the righteousness of God or the righteousness of Christ. We must be robed in that, for he said, He is able to save. He is able to save them to the uttermost that cometh unto God by him. For listen to what he is doing. Seeing he ever liveth, listen to what he's saying, ever liveth to make intercession for them. I don't think the scripture is confusing about who saves and who has the power to save. There's only one. There's only one today. There is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved other than by the name of Jesus. Folks, if you take Jesus out, we've got an argument with God, but there's nothing that we can hear back. God is showing us and reminding us that we are sinful people, that we are in need of Him. For he's, He says that we are saved to the uttermost. You know what the word uttermost means? It just means you are saved completely. Now, I'm not saying that we're saved. We, don't have, we still have sin in our flesh. But I'm talking about the soul of a man. That which is inside of you. Folks, today, when God saves you, it's not a partial work that He does. He completely saves you. Your soul today is crying out to God. What kind of shape is your soul in? He said, we can be saved to the uttermost. Who do you need help from today? Other than what God is able to do. Paul said, I believe it is in the book of Galatians, in Colossians, not Galatians, uh, Colossians chapter 2, he said, you are complete in him. Folks, without Jesus Christ, your lives are going to be incomplete. Would you agree with that? How many people today are walking around living a life without Jesus? They are incomplete. They are arguing to God, but they're not listening to God. When you listen to God, you understand what we read a little bit later in the 19th verse. If you be willing and obedient, you can, you can eat of the good of the land. 
We, we, we a lot of times don't want to listen to God, but God is telling us, he said, you must listen. You must be willing to listen and do as I would have you to do. The book of 2 Corinthians teaches us, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, remember what Isaiah said, come now. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and in verse 2, for he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted in the day of salvation, have I secured thee? Behold, now is the acceptable time. Isaiah tells us, Seek ye the Lord while he might be found. Call upon him while he is near. Folks, there is no better time than now than to talk to God and listen to God. For he said, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. <coughs> How many of you, if your heart's not right with God, would walk out of this place knowing that it's going to be months or years before you ever felt the drawing power of God again. And the, the, the great fear of that is you would not desire to do that or I pray that you wouldn't because you are not promised a day, a week, a month, or a year. You are promised no other time. That's why now is the time. Now's the time to talk to God. Now's the time to listen to God. And that's why Isaiah is, is warning us and encouraging us here in the book of Isaiah. He said, come now. And let us reason together. Again, the word reason just means to, to argue or it also has another meaning I wanted to get into. It means to prove a point. Today I want you to notice something is that in a court when, when people are reasoning and they're, they're pleading their case and they're arguing both sides of that, they're trying to prove a point. Today I pray that every one of us as, as human beings that are, that are here today and hear this very word that is being proclaimed that we would see today and we would hear God and understand that the point is we are sinful people. Without Jesus, we will perish. Without Him, there is no hope. So yes, you can plead your case to God, but also listen to what Isaiah said. He said, come now and let us reason together. Romans chapter 3, Paul said that. He says, let God be true and every man a liar. Now it's not advised for a person to, to lie in a court of law. But you know what? It happens. It happens. I can tell you this. Whatever God is telling you is not a lie. He's not been misled. He's not misunderstood. God knows. Sometimes when a, a judgment is coming our way, we want to tell that authority figure, well, you misunderstood or you didn't get the complete information or it's not as bad as what you think, folks. God is right. God is right. He is accurate and He is true. Today, the inaccuracy comes on our part of understanding the severity of sin. The, the fault is on our end of not understanding that, that we need Him. Folks, may, may we listen to what Isaiah said. Come now and let us reason together. He said, we're going to argue. He said, we're going to validate it. Do you know that man cannot validate the gospel? It has to be validated by God. The truth is today, folks, the gospel validates itself. It's true. God, the, the word does not need me. The word can stand alone. But you and I today, we have to understand is that, that God inside of us validates our sinfulness and our need for Him in our life. So when we argue or when we, when we plead both sides, we finally come to a place in our life and we understand God, you're right. 
God, I'm a sinful person that was born and conceived in sin. And I need a Savior, folks. Until you see the need for a Savior, you will not be saved. But you know what? You may be here this morning and the gospel is pricking your heart and you are understanding or you know that you have a need for a Savior. Can I tell you something? Listen to God. Listen to God and what He is telling you. God is not trying to condemn a world. He's trying to save a world. Remember the difference in being found not guilty versus being pardoned in a court of law? Not guilty just means there was not enough evidence. You're not going to suffer the consequence because you are not guilty. Pardon means the evidence was there. You were found guilty. You just don't have to serve out the sentence. Today, God is not telling us we're not guilty. What He's doing is He wants to pardon us for the eternal sentence of hell. Today, I want you to listen to God. Talk to God. Listen to God. Talk to God. Listen to God. But know this, is that God desires not to prove that you're a sinful person. He already knows that. It's for you to understand you're a sinful person, but to depend on Him. To pardon you from the sin you're in. And He said, come now and let us reason together. Together. That means we must be separated. Do you know what separates God and man? Sin. There's a great gulf between God and man. Thankfully today, the scriptures teach us that there's one man that can bridge that gap between God and man. And you know who that one person is? Jesus. Jesus. There's a gulf between you and God today. It's sin. If you do not have Jesus, there is a gulf between you and God. Today when we see that, that why, when Isaiah said, come now and let us reason together. We strayed, we separated from God. And yet he's telling us to come and bridge that gap. Today let me ask you this, has God moved anywhere? Has God, has God shifted to another position that we didn't know or he didn't tell us about? Or do we, by our sinful nature, drift away from God? Listen to what Isaiah said, come now and let us reason together. Together. You know what I, I believe in this morning? I believe sin may separate us from God, but you know what happens when we're out here wandering in sin? There's roadmaps, there's messages, there's instructions that are given us that are doing what? Pointing us back to Christ. And John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. Folks, today, our job is to take people that are in sin and point them to Jesus. Folks, I'll tell you this. There's no better person that you can point people to than to point them to Jesus. People need Jesus. They need to talk to Him. They need to listen to Him. The Bible teaches us that there is one mediator between God and man. That mediator is Jesus Christ. Jesus walked on this earth. He got tired. He got hungry just like you and I do. He got sleepy. He, got, he, he had needs in his life just like you and I do. He was tempted just like you and I are tempted. Aren't you thankful today that when you not only have to listen to God, you can talk to God through Jesus Christ and we are talking through one that knows and understands. Don't feel sorry for yourself today saying nobody knows. I'm telling you this morning, Jesus knows all about it. He knows about what you're going through, how you feel. He knows what's happening. That's why he said, come now and let us reason together. 
I'm reminded of some scripture found in the book of Psalm, chapter 51. What does, sep- what does sin and separation from God do? Can I ask you this? What happens when a bone is separated out of joint? Does it feel good or does it hurt? You may have never experience that, but let me tell you, when things are out of place, they hurt. When we're in sin, we hurt. Listen to what we read in the book of Psalm, chapter 51 and verse 1. David's talking about the grief that he's going through here. <coughs> Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. He's talking to God. He's talking to God. And folks, it's okay to, it's okay to talk to God, but listen to God also. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For in an argument or in a court proceeding, you know what the whole purpose is? To prove who's right. To prove who's right. Listen to the third verse. For I acknowledge my transgressions. You know what David's saying? I am guilty. Guilty. I stand before him guilty he's not trying to plead his case it's not comical let me tell you people really think a lot about stories they can come up with and as we call it connive stories to get out of the trouble they're in folks today that's not what he's doing he's not coming up with a story of why he did the things that he did he said God my my iniquities he said they are ever before me against thee it's what he said in the fourth verse talking to God he said against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Other people knew. But he was saying, God, you were the one that was offended. He said that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. He hurt. If you skip down to the 8th verse, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken May rejoice. He said, may all the pain in the hurt in my life be changed to joy. If you are here and saved, can I ask you a very personal question? Do you believe that God can take pain and replace it with joy? Folks, that's not just in salvation. It's in many aspects of our life. But it happens when we talk to God We plead to God and we listen to God. When we argue, when I say argue, it just means we plead our cases and we listen to the case of God. And he said, he said that that joy might happen in the place where that that, that I once had hurt. For the 11th verse said, cast me not away from thy presence. Remember how we talked about that, that there's a gulf between God and man, how that we're separated? Come now and let us reason together. Don't let us be separated no more. Let us come back together. He said, come now and let us... Reason together. The 11th verse says, Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Folks, I, I, I truly believe that David was a hurting person. I believe he was a hurting person. I believe he hurt today because of sin. But let's go back to Isaiah for just a minute. Though your sins be as scarlet, Scarlet. 
red. It's very stained. But he goes on to say, once you listen, he said they shall be white as snow. There's a lot of violent sins. Of course, our sins cost Jesus probably the most violent thing we could ever imagine, the crucifixion. But though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be wool. I found something very interesting the other day. I don't want to deviate, but I want to tell you crimson. It actually comes from a word meaning a crimson worm. Crimson worm. If you ever want to go home and do some research, research a crimson worm. It's, it's real. And what's interesting about a crimson worm is that the mother will climb up onto a, a wooded surface, usually a tree, and she goes on that tree and she creates this shell. And all of a sudden, the young that are born for three days, three days, those crimson worms, the young, they feed off what the parent or the mother gives. Now, the crimson worm, I found out, is obviously just exactly what you would think. But because of the fluids and stuff, by the way, the mother, when she climbs up on these trees to lay the eggs and to nourish the, the, the young, she's dying in the process. But she's dying to give life to the children. And I found that amazing. That for three days, and I, I, and I, I went to so many different places that for three days that they would go there. And on the fourth day, you know what would happen? The babies would come out. The color of the mother would change from red to white. It changed. Folks, when Jesus died, do you know what he was? He was a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And I believe that he was crucified. He was placed in a tomb for three days. And I believe on that third day he rose again. And I believe today that no longer was he just a, a lamb that was slain. He was that which was pure. And, and what happens to the crimson worm is, is that once the, the, the young, the, the dye begins to fall upon the young, now their color changes and they're red and they live on while the mother's dead, folks. Jesus died and he rose again. But you know what? He's still alive today. And do you know how he's alive? Do you know where he's at? I believe he's in heaven. But you know where else he is? He's inside of you. Right here on this earth. Doing the same work Jesus did. Can I ask you a personal question? Are you doing the work of Jesus? Have you come now and let us reason together? We, we've let go of our sinfulness and said, God, we are going to die to our old self and we are a new man. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Today, I thank God today that He put many people in my life that they were Christ-like. They had the blood of Jesus. And you know what? They wanted me to have my experience. I thank God that He gave us Jesus, that Jesus came. He went to that tree, or if you might even say, the old rugged cross, Jesus went. And you know why He went to the cross? He went to the cross for you and for me. Because we're stained in sin. And listen to the purity that comes out of this death. He said that though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Can I go back and read you the very first verse again for a hush? John chapter 6. 
In verse 37, bread of life, you got needs in your life, go to him. Tell him all about it. And I'm just going to read the last part of that verse. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you come and you talk to him, he's going to listen. I want to say that one more time. If you come and talk to him, he will listen. But then it becomes the utmost importance. You listen to him. This morning, there's no greater advice that I can give you than to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. Whatever God is speaking to you today, argue with God. I'm not saying arguing as far as that, that we do that. Argue with God. And what I simply mean by that is you plead your case to God, but then you're going to rest and you're going to listen to God. And in the end, I already know the answer. God is right. God is true. And God is holy. And we will see our shortcomings and our need for a Savior. God bless you this morning. That's the, the, the words that I had on my heart these last few days.